1: Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And after a long
0: two-week break, I am the other host, Rob Langevin.
1: And on this podcast, we'll be bringing you weekly updates from the world of fantasy soccer. On today's episode, we'll be discussing injured stars and how to replace them, price changes, who to start and sit, and the transfers we have made this week Rob, probably the biggest story coming out of the international break isn't that Netherlands and USA are awful, so I've had a horrible two weeks. It's probably how many Premier League stars have been injured. Uh, The likes of David Silva, Kolarov, Ivanovic, Matic, Tim Krul, Philippe Coutinho, Shane Long, and Sergio Aguero, who we'll get to in a little bit and what to do with him. But just off top... What do you do when you have these players that are missing somewhere between two and four weeks? Do you try
0: to hang on to them? Do you start looking for replacements? What's the best strategy here? Uh, it, it depends on the, the level of player that is actually injured or that you need to replace. I mean, with a guy like Aguero, you know, there, there's the case for holding on to him and saying, you know what, that money is always going to be there. And if I transfer out, I'm not going to be able to get back to that 13 13.1 or whatever price point he is um, by transferring only one person in, you're going to have to make multiple moves to make bring Aguero Twice. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to basically shift pieces around to A, get Aguero out and then bring in people that you want and then have enough of, of movement in your roster that you can have enough of the salary to dump to bring Aguero back in in, say, a month. So, I mean... From my standpoint, there is not a chance that you can actually hold on to him right now. So that is my opinion. I know we're going to get into this a ton later because we have a ton of analysis that we're going to break down for you. Because everybody's panicking because as soon as the best player goes, it's like Mike Trout going down in fantasy baseball. It's it's basically what's going on. Everybody's panicking. They don't know what to do. Also,
1: if you listen to me last week, you did miss out on five goals, but you're also not dealing with this issue right now.
0: Yeah, you, you and predicting people who have a lot of goals with Sanchez and Aguero.
1: <laughs> but I bought back in on Sanchez last week. I said pick up Sanchez and dropped Aguero. And the pick up Sanchez part was right. And yeah. now the Aguero one looks less bad. Because if, that, if that's five goals stretched out over five weeks, the week he scored it and the
0: four he misses,
1: that's a goal a week. You know, it's not as bad as it
0: could have been. That's that's true. Even though Alexis Sanchez actually hates you and he crossed you off his Christmas card list. Oh,
1: absolutely. And why wouldn't he? You know? Yeah.
0: I mean, I would. You're off mine, so, I mean.
1: I, oh, man, I didn't even know. Ah,
0: yeah. See, I'm going to be the,
1: real sad in, like, two months. What,
0: one too many Spurs conversations. That's what happens when you... This immediate crossing off. It's like that whole... Talked a with, little
1: too much shit about yeah. Chelsea being bad now. Yeah, it's like that whole
0: Steve Buscemi <laughs> scene in... Uh, where he, where he puts on the lipstick and crosses off <laughs> Billy Madison's name.
1: <laughs> yep, it is much like that. Um, but uh, sorry to move on from what I'm sure would have been a great conversation there. Uh, other than Aguero, like so, you have David Silva and Kolarov. Them and them and Chelsea probably hit the hardest with Chelsea missing Ivanovic and Matic as well. Uh, what are you doing with these guys? Where it's it maybe not as long as Aguero's timetable out, but they're pretty readily available replacements. Like with David Silva, De Bruyne is waiting in the wings. I love Yaya Toure, but he might not be back this week. How are you handling kind of <laughs> what's insane to say? Some of the lesser players that have been injured.
0: Yeah, I, and to call David Silva lesser, is, I know is, it's is, kind is, of is an absolute joke. <laughs> um, but I, you know what? I the thing with David Silva is and. A lot of people, like two weeks ago, moved on from David Silva people to, always to De Bruyne.
1: He's the most boring player to own yeah, because yeah. he's so good.
0: And the funny thing, like, if you notice on the official, like, transfers in, transfers out. But if you go back two weeks ago, he was he was transferred out 152,000 times
1: yeah.
0: for someone else. Because
1: people thought De Bruyne was going to replace him, which is ex- laughable.
0: Ex- exactly. And now everybody's on the De Bruyne... Of, bandwagon again and they should as well they should be because you know the way that he's developed as fast into the city system and his fantasy value is just colossal right now especially with aguero out yaya not completely himself and now silva's out i don't i don't don't know how well the engine is going to turn without one of the pistons like silva who is a facilitator through the middle but I think De, Bru- De Bruyne can step in there and create his own chances as well as score goals, you know?
1: Yeah, De Bruyne has obviously been absolutely massive since coming in. Uh, he is currently... What is that? 16th among midfielders in fantasy in one, two, three, four matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 3, 10, 7, 15. Yeah, he's... Disgusting, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, the absence of Silva, the absence, the absence of Silva, the absinthe, the absence of Silva obviously benefits um, De Bruyne as well, because it allows him to play his preferred role in in behind the striker. Uh, the off thing is interesting to me, in so much as Clichy is a tailor made replacement, but uh, still hurt with an ankle injury, out for a couple of weeks. Joe Gomez, everybody's fantasy darling early on. Looks like he's hurt his ACL. He's going to be out for the season. You should have already probably dropped him since Alberto Moreno came back. Uh, who are you looking at in defense to kind of plug some of those defensive holes? Ivanovic also injured, but you probably should have dropped him weeks ago.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, you could either, if you have a on for city defenders, I mean, you could probably bring in a Zabaleta, or you can roll the dice if you don't already own Sonia to to maintain so you have a city defender because everybody likes having a top four teams mm-hmm. defender, at least in their back line. Yeah. Um, me personally, I probably would go to maybe like an Arsenal defender. Uh, the Price-wise, they're a similar neutral-like move. Monreal or Bellerin, they're getting you about the same points per game if you average it out because city hasn't really done well the last couple games, especially with the clean sheets. Uh, and. Arsenal's next three fixtures at Watford, home to Everton, and away at Swansea, three okay matchups, especially for an Arsenal team that's doing pretty well defensively with two clean sheets in a row.
1: Yeah, and then kind of moving on to the dilemma that I'm in, and we'll get to this more in the My Team section. <laughs> if you're looking at my team right now, you have Toure injured, Andre Ayew injured, Aguero injured, I was holding on to Joel Ward and Alexander Kolarov now out. So for the people with multiple issues, uh, especially with Aguero, what kind of... First of all, how would you kind of triage that to get in the most points from each of those? Or or, or, What's the best level to bring in? Defender, midfielder, or striker? And what's the easiest way to replace someone like that? Uh, You're
0: basically... Praying for another wild card is basically what's happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm completely burned.
1: But, but for people that are less burned, you're
0: basically you you want to bring in somebody who because a lot of those injuries to your guys are not like long term injuries; they're just True. like two three weeks. So you want to you want to hit on a guy that maybe has two key matchups who is scoring points, not rot, not owned a lot, and will. Definitely play full ninety or give you some kind of fantasy value for playing the minutes that he actually does. Um, defensively, you you want to look at guys probably in the top fifteen that are scoring well but not owned. I'll give you a perfect example: Craig Dawson plays all the time. Yeah, he's a, he's the cheapest option or the, he's the least owned option in the top ten scores. He's only owned in like five point two percent of all leagues. There's a perfect example for for defense, midfield. You have a little flexibility there. Unfortunately, you don't really have the flexibility because if you own Aguero up top, you're kind of screwed right now because you were going with a three striker, four midfielder. You know, you're basically playing all three strikers. So now that you're 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 forced to, to trade down from Aguero, you basically need a better midfield because where's your points going to come from if you don't have Aguero? So. You need to have at least four guys through the midfield that actually are decent. And if anybody is doing anything right, two of those guys you should not even touch, not even worry about. Morris Payette. and Payet. Payet, exactly. Yeah. Your third, your, and then you have a big price option in the in the middle. It'd probably would be Sanchez. And then the other two options are wild guards, depending on who or where or what you spend. You've decided to all
1: you, your talent, yeah.
0: Yeah, where you spend the money up top. you know. You basically, you can either go cheap with like a Wes Houlihan or you can go like a, a middle of the road on like a wild card like a Mesut Ozil or if, if you think uh, Philippe Coutinho is actually going to be fit and start doing well with the, with the new regime there. But it all depends on what you really, really want to do sans Aguero. The, the sans Aguero move is the complete you know, cornerstone of what you have to do this week. Because that is basically, by transferring Aguero out, you can buy any player you want. You can buy several players, but you can only get one at a time. But Because rules are rules, unfortunately, they suck. Uh, but but with the price that Aguero gives you, you could basically bring in anybody. But, and I mentioned this to you just, just a second ago, I, I'm not a big proponent of taking that dreaded, you know, dash, red, minus four red number. But the, the way that the injuries are right now, and... You know, the way the pundits are saying, oh, see, this is why I waited for the wild card to to use my wild card after the international Mm. break. You know what? Baloney. Come on. You're just doing it. You got lucky. Stop it. (laughs) You're basically going to have to use minus four. And if you use it wisely by using the funds that you're deducting from the Aguero subtraction, which is 13.1, you could basically bring in any forward you want and any midfielder you want because regardless if you have a five 5.5 midfielder, the the best striker you're going to bring in that's actually going to be usable, maybe Graziano Pele, was he 8.4 right now? That gives you 5 million extra. You could basically bring in Kevin De Bruyne by transferring out a, ten, a 5.5 midfielder, which is basically the bottom I think is, basically
1: I think is just at 8.2 still.
0: I believe you. I'm just...
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm flowing, just saying it's more... It's more Flowing off more the hip affordable. here. Yeah.
0: But you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. You you have that additional five million from from Agüero to buy possibly the the best option out there right now who's in in the best form from the forward standpoint in mm. Graziano Pella, who scored over the international break and he's scoring for you in the official game yeah so I mean you could basically turn Agüero and your fifth defender your fifth midfielder who could be anybody it'd probably be Redmond or West you know the Irish Wessie. It you know, it could be anybody. And you're going to turn Aguero into Pella and De Bruyne, which isn't an awful scenario by any standpoint. The only problem is you're taking a minus four. And mm. it's a hard pill to pill to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah, I do think
1: that in the official game, it the, the small comfort you have is that people just kind of drop out throughout the year. So that isn't as much of a... Everybody looks at it as, like, week-to-week, like, this is a huge hit this week, but I think over the duration of the season, it kind of all balances out, and you're gonna get zero points from that position anyway. So, if you get an extra four points from either one of those players, if they happen to get a second goal, or get a couple of assists, then you've already neutralized that, so... Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, it's really good to go after lesser-owned guys. I thought the Craig Dawson thing was a really good point, um... And I think that that is excellent advice for replacing these players is go after lesser owned players so that you aren't really being punished uh, in case you have the same players, but do have that minus four looming over your head. One last thing with all the Aguero stuff, you already mentioned Pella. Are you interested in Wilfried Bonny at all? He's come out and said, you know, I've been crap, but I promise I won't be. <laughs> do you buy into that? Or are you looking at other options? I know uh, from a Tottenham perspective, I'm not confident in Kane unless son is starting. Um, Rooney obviously dealing with a little bit of an injury you have Martial looming over his head which which forwards do you think are viable replacement options for Sergio Aguero
0: You know I I look at it this way everything is basically going to be a roll of the dice other than like bringing in a Pella or a Martial those are the only two guys that I think that are probably you're still trading down I'm no telling love for you, Lukaku I'm telling you you're you're still trading down Lukaku's in the next that next group of guys that I probably might look at. Um, like the, you probably already own Vardy. So this is not even a, a discussion. You should own Vardy period. Everybody listening to this, give me your password. I'll go and pick up Vardy <laughs> you for Barbie. you. I'll go get you Vardy. I'll use my coupon. I got a group on. We'll do it, do it right. <laughs> but yeah, Lukaku's in that, that second tier of, of guys that I would bring and Pella and what's his face? Who did I just say? Oh, Martial <laughs> are the two guys that I would Honest, they're both a trade down. They're honestly a trade down. I'm not not sugarcoating it at all, not one iota. They're, I'm, they're a complete trade down.
1: Any interest in Sturridge?
0: No, zero. Okay. I don't. I don't. I, well, you know what? I want to see how he does with the, with the new with the with the system that that that's going to be. in Yeah, play I'm Liverpool. massively
1: regretting trading him uh, in our draft league. Yeah, I was pretty concerned with the injuries with Benteke. There got in. Uh, Bojan and Eric Dyer for him, which I think is still, still a good trade. It's it still the better trade. side of that trade, but the, the upside of Sturridge is what I wasn't convinced of, and now mm-hmm. I think it's back with, with them bringing in Jurgen Klopp.
0: Yeah, so so to reel everything back in. Bo, Boney, and there's another guy I'm going to throw out there that's a complete wild card, and it's funny. I just read a funny quote. He just did a, a post-training uh, interview today, and it was f- hilarious because he's, he's a character in himself. It's Diego Costa. Mm. I know know people don't trust anything from Chelsea right now and you shouldn't. You shouldn't trust a Pedro you shouldn't trust a Hazard you know honestly there shouldn't be one Chelsea player that's got to be owned right now not even defensively. Zero. Zero. You know what? Even Mm. if you own like an Azpilicueta he's probably not even one of your options to be like oh you know what maybe I'll play uh, you know Davies from Tottenham instead because I'd feel more comfortable starting Davies but that's just me. Anyway, Boney and Costa, to me, are like walking into a casino. You walk right to the roulette table with a stack of $100 bills.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you, you throw— You're, you're ten, playing you, the upside.
0: You're, playing, you're putting ten grand on black for Costa. And you know what? You're keeping 100 bucks for yourself. And you know what? You're like, eh, I think double zero is going to come out for Boney. And you keep 100 bucks for Boney.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't think Boney is the same systematic striker that Aguero is. And— can function like Aguero in that system,
1: which is why I think
0: he's struggled in that role thus far for City. Com- completely, I don't think that he is the guy who can get in enough positions the way that Aguero can from the from the passes and the, the feeds that the Silvas and the midfielders give to him give to Aguero. I don't think Boney is that same kind of player where he can just completely pepper the goal from weird angles, weird weird def- you know weird runs and deflections. He's not that kind of guy. Will he probably luck himself into two goals this, this month? Absolutely. But are you going to risk that for the same price that you could basically bring in a pellet? Absolutely not. I mean, it makes no sense. I understand that that City is this high-flying high new, new thing. It was, everybody said that the first time they saw a blimp. They're like, "Oh, look at that big thing in the sky. And then it burns in the ground in New Jersey
1: and planes and stuff yeah and, yeah and now <laughs> planes exist
0: it's like people walking and, and i'm like jesus go buy a bicycle that's why they were invited so one of those
1: like invented. segue things without the handles i realized um, that i'm supposed to be hip i'm just not yeah, you know I what saw, i'm talking about i, I saw I saw somebody called kids. it a hoverboard i got really excited but it has wheels
0: yeah i saw it the other day two kids were playing with it in the park and i was like what the freak is that thing i need one and i realized that i hadn't the I have zero balance, and I'm the clutziest person. <laughs> and I would end up in a triage unit somewhere fast.
1: Yeah. That's real. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to move on to uh, price changes now. There haven't been a whole lot of them. Um, I think an interesting one is uh, Nathan Redman dropping to 5.6. I know he hasn't gotten to start the last two weeks. But well, 5.6 is pretty cheap. He kind of reminds me, not this year, but of like... The two years previous, Pedro Alvarez in baseball, where you have to own him the whole season to get all the value because otherwise you're missing on the points that convince you to pick him back up. Uh, in the analogy, Pedro home <laughs> hits like 30 home runs, but you keep dropping him because of the average or because he go a month without hitting one. You think he's awful. He hits three when you don't own him. And then you're like, oh, I should go get him again. <laughs> I think that's the case with Redmond. And Norch obviously have a good matchup this weekend. 5.6, you know, I, I might just be willing to gamble, it, especially if you are moving pieces around. You need kind of a cheaper option. You mentioned, like, kind of going uh, and, and gambling it all. Uh, I think Redmond is one of those guys because the upside is much higher than 5.6, but he also has a pretty low floor in that he hasn't been starting.
0: Yeah. I think the Re- the, the Redmond is, I touched on him before, he's the first guy that you're probably going to lump a lot of salary onto. To to move for a De, a De Bruyne, only because you want you want someone more of an impact. Yeah, he hasn't started the last two games. He started out with like a gangbusters, and now he's being he's basically been passed uh, uh, on the fantasy ladder by Hulahan on right. his own team,
1: and even Brady you know, to, to it, it,
0: exactly. Um, the, the the weird thing to me is that I know the price the salaries aren't similar. You know he's you know Redman still owned. Based up mostly on his salary because it's, he's still cheap and affordable. He's owned in seven point five percent of all teams across the the official game. That's that's more than than Sadio Mane and Christian Eriksen right That's enough. I mean, that, that's basically you're basically yeah you're saving money because you have you had an effective midfielder. But guess what? You, you're going to have to transfer somebody out this week to bring in Aguero. And then you're going to have to transfer someone else in because you're not going to be staring at $5 million in your bank and going, you know what, I probably can roll with this for a week. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have three midfielders and two defensemen this week because your your roster is probably so decimated or with ineffectiveness that you're going to be forced to make another move. And this is me telling all the people some a piece of advice. Do it on the front players. Don't do it in defense. Don't do it in goalkeeper. Do it in the midfield and do it up front you're going to have 5 million dollars you're not going to go you know what i'm going to trade in you know Ashley Williams and i'm going to get the best scoring defenseman i'm going to bring in you know That's not, not- color off cuz said- <laughs> a- yeah i'm going to bring in Nacho Monreal only yeah. because because he's doing well and somebody everybody's on the arsenal tip right now do do yourself a favor transfer Aguero out transfer your your f- fifth midfielder out could be could be anybody doesn't matter who it is could- just look at your team i'm not i can't see your team just look at it Take yep. that money that you're saving from Aguero, bring in Graziano Apella, take the $5 million, get rid of Nathan Redmond or Wes Houlihan, and go get yourself De Bruyne. It's it's as simple as that. I know I'm, I'm sounding repetitive and all that stuff, but there's no reason for right now for you to, to be rostering a, Na- a Nathan Redmond when you don't have a Sergio Aguero to cover who, if, if, if Redmond gets a two-point game.
1: Yeah, Redmond's it, a player that you have to be able to put on your bench.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You don't and, want to have to play him every week.
0: And unfortunately, if if you don't right now, the way everybody's roster or most people's roster sits, you don't have that luxury right now because he's going to be blank. Because right. you're probably going to be rolling with, with two forwards, injuries. five midfielders. Yeah, you're going to basically gonna be rolling with a 2-5-3 instead of a 3-4-3 three, 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 or whoever you want to set up your all-out attack or quadruple <laughs> captain or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, uh, you mentioned Ben Davis earlier in the show. Um. Worth mentioning, he is Tottenham's uh, most uh, clean sheet, unreliant defender. In the, in the two matches where Tottenham conceded two-plus goals, he's had eight-plus points in Taga formats. And he still rides them out surprisingly well in the official game as well. Uh, I don't know what it is about him. I watch Tottenham every week. I'm not particularly taken aback by what he does on the pitch. But for some reason, he's able to kind of ride what are tough patches. For Tottenham, which may happen again this week with no Eric Dyer defending the back four. You already talked a bit about Graziano Pella, who has gone up in price again. Already mentioned most on form. Did just score for Italy. It was a pretty terrible finish. (laughs) Kind of Diego Forlon esque. Whatever. (laughs) World Cup 2010, where he just kept pile driving it into the ground and then it somehow trickled into the net. His bounce over. Uh. So yeah, are are you still buying in on Pella? For for me, he he's really reliant on Sadio Mane, who may miss through fatigue. Uh I, I you know what? I'll just I'm just a Pella hater. I just don't I just don't like the guy. I don't uh, like the hype. I think he misses a lot of open chances and I know he converts them and I realize it's a very similar situation with Gomez, where he's gonna get lots of chances and he's gonna miss some but he's gonna put some in but for some reason I, I just don't like the guy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I watch him a lot and he tends to come off as being lazy to me. Mm. If, if that's a proper word, Yeah, eh, I don't know. He just seems like he is sometimes in the right place, and other times you're like, where is he? Why is he in the right place? Because he just did it two seconds. Yeah, I can I, I can, can think
1: of multiple times when he holds back at the penalty spot, marked, instead of making a run like towards a post. Yeah. And I realize they have good crosses of the ball, so maybe he's like just trying to keep that distance to make sure the keeper doesn't smother it. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. And,
0: and I do agree with you that his reliance and climb to extension in the flow, the forward ranks is based on Mane. Mane is probably one of the top three wide players in the premiere. Yeah. You know, at beating a defender, being able to stretch, stretch to the, to the flag. And, He's a brilliant server yeah. of the ball. In an,
1: in an era where everybody has inverted wingers that are cutting into shoot, he's one of the, he's like a throwback in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll, he'll completely run the p- pitch and then he'll just cross it in. He's
0: what Aaron Lennon was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I get that people don't like Graziano Pelle, but you got to have guys in form on your team. You can't not have a guy who's producing. I mean, look yeah. look at what he's done the last five weeks. Kevin, which, is tell- when, which is when money has been back. Yeah, completely. It's, it's no coincidence. It's absolutely yeah. no coincidence. I mean, he's got 21 and 14. He's got 35 points over the last yeah. three weeks.
1: His last four-point tallies: 9-2, 13-8.
0: Yeah. And it, it's not with, like he did. With
1: three goals and four assists.
0: Yeah. Jesus. And it's not like he's doing it against crap. He played United and Chelsea.
1: Yeah, Ch- well, Chelsea at It's home. debatable
0: if Chelsea are crap or not. Hey, we still ma- <laughs> we still matter. <laughs> well,
1: no Jose Mourinho this week, so yeah. that'll be yeah. I
0: know he's he's fifty thousand dollars lighter too.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's really hurting from that. <laughs> now he'll just have to put off buying that Bugatti till next week. Yeah. Um, any other price changes you're interested in talking about?
0: Um, I mean, I already mentioned avoid the Chelsea guys. They went down again. Pedro, Fabregas. Uh, Guys that went up, you know, Craig Dawson went up. I've already mentioned him once. You should own a West Brom defender. Three point
1: five percent.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and he's in the top ten in scoring. Yep. Uh, I mentioned Hulahan. Houlihan went up again because he's he's basically now the the fantasy guy that you actually want from Norwich in your midfield but i'm telling you not to re-rostering a a 5.5 or 5.7 midfielder because yeah. you want to invest in talent not yeah either open.
1: actually spend it or go for like a 4.0 to just fill yeah. your roster because yeah.
0: because look at look at hoolahan's percentage rate ownage, ownership it's probably nowhere near of what it should be uh it's it's 5.5% mm. and and he's in the top 20 in scoring for midfielders yeah So that's where that's where the difference is made up. Listen, everybody wants to go with the flow of traffic, but guess what? If everybody's rostering the same player in your league or in your tournaments or whatever you're playing in, you're not going to make up any ground. You're probably going to lose ground because the teams above you are going to be making chances because they're in front.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So you need to swim against the current and make better choices for your roster.
1: Yep, absolutely no uh, disagreement here. And for those people that play uh, daily, that's kind of the point yes yeah, com- completely in. yeah but again would like to mention that we aren't sponsored by smash blings or pan fuel or Panfuel. Or, or, <laughs> or can or cambule cambule nor pan fuel and both of them are now uh, engrossed in a pretty interesting uh, conspiracy where uh employees of each site were using their information to bet on the other one
0: that's
1: awesome i know it's I'm. i'm really interested to see if it's an organized thing
0: it's awesome. It, I wouldn't, doubt, I wouldn't doubt if these guys are best friends and they were probably I know. best, they're probably best men in their own, in their wedding.
1: <laughs> probably. There's going to be a whole lot of tuxes and wedding photos in that deposition.
0: But, but you know, <laughs> but, you, but, but, you know, those guys are really, really like, like geeky and they probably had like a Star Wars themed wedding where like, <laughs> like and like the whole, the church looked like the scene at the end of Star Wars where they were all getting a medal. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's like a bride dressed as slave Leia. And you're like, really? Come on guys. Let's. Let's class it up a little bit. Um, All right, we're going to move on to our starts and sits of the week. Uh, I'll lead off with forwards. Uh, For me, I think a really interesting one, and I know there was a huge brouhaha, but he's now back in the starting 11. It's Sadio... It's not Sadio Mane. That's a joke. That's me being mildly dyslexic. It's Sado Berrino at just 6.2 against Sunderland, who are the worst defense in the league. Even worse than rivals Newcastle, who just shipped six to City. They were spotted a 6th spot and still managed to be worse than Newcastle. They've brought in, yes, a defensively-minded manager and Sam Allardyce. But they don't have the talent to do anything with that. Uh, I think uh, Van Anholt now has more value, though. Uh, But other than that, I'm just not a huge fan of what else is going on there. Maybe Yedlin's worth a look. But I'm not I'm not so sure about that Yikes. either. Did, yeah, did I you know. see did you I see know. the US game? Yeah.
0: yeah. He's he's awesome. Go USA. <laughs> he's
1: he is a super okay right winger. Okay. <laughs> but that's not where he'd be asked to play uh yeah. in the Premier League. But yeah, I really like this Barahino matchup. Uh averaging pretty well since coming back. He's had nine and eight as uh point tallies in the last three, struggled last week against Crystal Palace, who sneakily our uh, level for the best uh, defensive record in the league, having conceded just seven goals, but frustratingly, only two clean sheets. Mm-hmm. So they really need to stop conceding one a match uh, if, if they really want to progress. But is a guy I really like this week. Uh, in midfield, we already talked about them. De Bruyne for easy mode. Wes Houlihan and Robbie Brady. Uh, pretty much all Norwich players. Redmond, again, like we mentioned, if you own him, you're going to want to play him this week. Is he worth picking up this week? I don't know. I'd probably want to see a little bit more before jumping back on that uh, bandwagon. But you were talking about Wes Houlihan owned at 5.5. How about Robbie Brady at 0.4% owned?
0: They, uh, it, it's Those are the guys that you make up the difference with that nobody is going to roster. Yeah. Nobody, nobody with a, a dominant team who's winning or doing well every week because they have a, a midfield that's probably working for them is going to bring in a Robbie Brady. Yeah, so that's the time for you to be like, all right, I can either lose points here, or I can gamble on Robbie Brady by not having a player who's actually going to play, or I could bring in a Robbie Brady. Everybody gets scared off by the minus four points, and with with thirty thirty weeks to go, I mean, it's you know twenty nine weeks to go. Is four points really going to kill you? Because you're end up going to end up doing it at the end of the year when you're like, man, I'm down by forty. I need to make something happen. Guess what? You'd be down by thirty six. Would it be any different? Yeah, If you didn't do it now.
1: uh, An excellent point. And uh, I know we love to dig into stats a bit here. So if you're in ancillary leagues, these stats are getting you points. If not, they do point towards performance. He's averaging three chances created and four tackles won a match. He's he's throwing himself about, and you have to love that. Um, I I just think it's absolutely nuts that he's less than 1% owned. Uh, going up against the Newcastle side, who, like I already mentioned, shipped six goals to City last week and are now facing this Newcastle defense that's already been that poor, who have now lost their long-standing keeper and Tim Kroll for the rest of the season. Robbie Elliott may be stepping in, talk of them trying to bring in Victor Valdez on emergency loan, but regardless of who they bring in, that communication with the back four isn't going to be there. Daryl Janmot's still struggling a little bit with injury. I, I think that, it, it, I could easily see Norch scoring two plus in this one. And I think Houlihan, Brady, Redmond, if you already own him, all definitely worth starting this week. And Brady, probably the most uh, advised pickup for me uh, for this week uh, out of that group. Uh,
0: in defense, it's a really interesting week. Uh, we mentioned...
1: Sorry, dude. Yeah, let's put on hold there for a little bit. Uh, Sorry, dude. we mentioned a little bit uh, off air uh, that this week is a lot of even matchups. That we're seeing a whole lot of teams in or around the same area. We're seeing like West Brom, Sunderland, Newcastle, Norwich, Leicester, Southampton, all these teams. Everton, United, Palace, West Ham, like all these teams. Tottenham, Liverpool, as well. All these teams that are kind of in the same area, Swansea Stoke. Stoke, Gosh, yeah, I was just all say, of them, yeah. Um, Swansea
0: Stoke is a very good game.
1: Yeah. So defense is really interesting. I know a lot of people bought in on my dire hype last week. Stick with him. Last week was weird. Kane had an own goal. The AU goal. I talked a little bit on the EPL roundtable. It, it was kind of, you know, in American football, they they say there's no defense for a perfect pass, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of how that AU goal was. Like, Kyle Walker was marking the ever-living crap out of Jefferson Montero. Vertonghen was on AU. It just happened to fall to, like, the exact right spot. And he headed it to the exact right spot. So, yes, it looked like two goals. And while we're talking ownership, if, if ownership is dropping on Tottenham players in defense, I think that's worth a look. But this is not a matchup I love against Liverpool, especially with Dier missing. His development has directly correlated to how Tottenham's defense is done. With him pulled out of there, yes, Alderweireld and Vertonghen are both mobile, but I'm less confident in that player group, uh, especially against the Liverpool side, debuting with Jurgen Klopp. Whether or not he's been able to instill his philosophies in time, kind of doubt it, but wouldn't be a huge fan of that to begin with. Uh, A defense that a lot of people are jumping on that I'm not, I guess this kind of more belongs in the sick category, is Crystal Palace coming off two consecutive clean sheets, two and two for Wayne Hennessy since he replaced Alex McCarthy. Still missing Joel Ward, facing a West Ham side that scored two plus goals in each of their last six matches. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. We can't hype Dimitri Payet enough. Uh, Palace, I think, is a false dawn defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what defense do I like this week? I don't. I just don't like defenses this week. Yeah, it's Roll a very lateral have? week. Yeah, very lateral roll week. with who That's, you have. There's not really anybody worth going out and getting.
0: This is an invest in your forward week.
1: Yeah, in, very much forwards so. and
0: midfielders. Yeah. Uh, who who are you starting this week? Uh, I'll start in the back. I've mentioned him a couple times this week. You, you need to own Craig Dawson. He's the different. He's top ten scorer, and he's only owned in three point five percent. That's all. It should say enough for you. West Brom at Sunderland. Basically and Bournemouth
1: away. dealing with more injuries. No Callum Wilson. Still no Max Guedel. Obviously, long term injuries. Both. We're going to see Glenn Murray probably. Uh, not a huge uh, believer in him as much as others. So yeah, West Brom's defense. I with you saying that are probably <laughs> definitely an interesting one to look at.
0: Yeah, uh, I. It it just makes no sense because a lot of teams are 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 using Boaz Myhill right now as their number I one. I just realized I was looking at my player sheet wrong. <laughs> I know. I was like, why they're, are you talking about Borman? They're playing I, Sunderland. Yeah, they're playing Sunderland. Oh, but I man. Let, I let you go. Hey, you gotta let you got to let the clown make fun of you. You know what? Themselves.
1: We're not even going to do a blooper reel. That's staying in. Feel
0: free to Good. judge me.
1: Good. Go well, at least
0: it. you caught it. At least you caught it. You <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, all right. Well, through the midfield, I, I'm intrigued by the – you just mentioned the game, and I kind of – Stumped you onto it. I, I, I like the, sw- the last game of the week on Monday, Swansea Stoke. Um, and the guy I like through the midfield is Marco Uh mm. Through the last couple games, I don't I don't know what people are missing. He's basically performing what he, he's doing, what he's supposed to be doing. He's but scoring he's crapping
1: goals. on my uh, Bojan hopes and dreams.
0: You know, he's scoring goals and he's given up. He's given up the pass to score the goals. He's got 19 points in the last three games. That's a lot of points for a 6.0 midfielder that no one is owning. Yep. Guess how many people own him? Take a guess without looking. Uh, 0.9%. 0.5%. Wow. And he's got 19 points in the last three, which is the eighth highest in the last, last three games. Just letting everybody know.
1: Yeah. Secret silence. That's a good one. That's a
0: good one. You know, for forward, I'm sticking in the same game that you picked, but I'm going with the other guy. Because I think Jorge Rondon is going to find the net twice. That's just me, and I think Berahino probably gets subbed off. Yeah, because he, he's I, I
1: love Solomon Rondon, I really do. I, I just this, I, I don't love this duo. It seems like it should work. Yeah, I, I,
0: totally just called him Jorge Rondon. But yeah. by the way. Well, whatever, I'm, I'm Solomon. Probably, I'm mixing up, I'm mixing up fantasy baseball somehow because there's seven thousand Rondons <laughs> that all pitch. Anthony Rondon also.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's
0: just it's just <laughs> crazy.
1: Can we talk about how the Nationals are awful? What
0: happened? It's That's right. So They're going to get dusty. They're going to get dusty, Baker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Genuine question. Sorry, we've been talking way too much about fantasy soccer. Time for some nonsense. Do you think that an MVP can be a player on a team that was supposed to be a title contender that didn't even make the playoffs? Of course, in reference to Bryce Harper.
0: Um. Yeah, because this, the the writers who vote for these people are jackasses behind a pen. <laughs>
1: That's true. I've just always been a huge proponent of the difference between most valuable player and best player. Yeah, I think it's a big difference. And Bryce Harper did the best he could, and I get that. And Uh arguably was the best player in the NL. But if you're the most valuable, how do you not look at somebody like Rizzo Uh from the Cubs that gets them out of their massive slump, hits two home runs each of the last two nights, puts them into the
0: NLCS, I'm just saying. I, I, did, did Did you see the Schwarber home run? By the I, way, I hate Kyle Schwarber. It, it, I really it, do. I don't think it landed yet. I think it still <laughs> the, They were crushed. like it was 419 feet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> everyone was like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Plus what? In a directive of yeah. 12. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm. You know, Bryce Harper as a fantasy player and Bryce Harper Harper as a regular player are two different animals. Yeah. And unfortunately, the fantasy world looks at what. He's done in his numbers and how many home runs he hits. He hit 40, 42, I believe. Mm. And he didn't even drive in a hundred runs. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know RBIs are a wonky stat because of the guys you need to have guys on front in front of you on base, but just saying 94, 94 RBIs with 42 home runs. It's not very, it to me that that's a standing out point that the Nationals is completely underachieved. And, like you said, you can't really just because a sailboat has three sails, you're not going to be like, oh, you know what? The middle one is the most important because it's the highest. You know, <laughs> the, yeah. But that's just me. Uh, I I probably would lean to somewhere else. And to to be honest, it, I think. The, the, it could be surprised that a pitcher might win MVP this I year. I hate it. I hate
1: it when pitchers win the MVP. I, I very I, much want more segregation in my uh, stats and in my Yeah, awards. make him sit in the
0: back of the bus. Stuff,
1: stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is super not where I was going with that at all. <laughs> um, also, just a little bit of uh, Dynasty baseball advice. Don't keep Andrew McCutcheon. I'm a huge Pirates fan, but you paid for steals. Which you are not getting anymore. And if you're counting on him for the runs in RBI, I think you're gonna be sadly disappointed because the Pirates are losing one of Pedro Alvarez or Neil Walker this year.
0: Yep, and I think that's, that's gonna true. be a
1: very hard thing to replace. And assuming you had to play fifty put had to pay fifty plus for him, love Andrew McCutcheon. Think he's one of the best guys overall in baseball. But whatever you paid for him is more than he's worth, especially if you're in a format where you have to like pay three plus uh to keep him another year. Back to <laughs> fantasy soccer. Uh, my sits this week. any Arsenal forward. I know that they've been tandeming quite well, doing their best WWE tag team impression. One scores a goal, goes off, the other comes on and scores again. Don't love this matchup at all. I know people see Watford and they think to the recently promoted sides in years past. and are like, oh, well this should be a fairly straightforward win against a recently promoted side. But make no mistake, Watford have only conceded seven goals this season. This is a surprisingly good defense, shielded by Etienne Capoue and Valenbarami at times. I I really think that this Watford defense could cause Arsenal problems coming off the international break. uh, Not going to say Alexis Sanchez won't score, because that will always bite me. I will always be wrong. Um, But I'm not a huge fan of the Arsenal forwards this week. Midfielders I'm not a huge fan of are Swansea's midfielders. Andre AU still dealing with the knock. Jefferson Montero is such an intriguing player when you watch him, but very little of it goes towards your fantasy points unless you're in a league that does use extra stats for chances created, crosses completed, take on stuff like that. And it's really frustrating. It's it's kind of uh, how I view Yannick Belassi. Where a lot of people paid money on Bellassi this year. And I know he's coming off a very good week last week. But it's just not there for me. The end product just isn't there. Um, So I think Jefferson Montero a little overrated. Sigurdsson, something is not right there. Uh, My theory continues to be that because of the pace of A.U. and Montero. They're kind of foregoing that attacking midfield creative position. Uh, But not a big fan of him. Up against Stoke. I know they're not the defensive juggernaut. They were, they don't play head tennis anymore. They have actual footballers. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I'm just not big on the Swansea midfielders this week and the defense. I already mentioned not big on Crystal Palace considering how consistent West Ham have been at scoring two plus goals.
0: Uh, I, I agree with, I completely agree with you, Kev. Those are all great, great choices. Uh, you probably stole one or one or two of mine, but thank God I write like six or seven, guys <laughs> down, six or seven down. That's real. Um, to extrapolate on your, your arsenal forward, you know, sitting your arsenal forwards, Watford's only lit up one goal at home in four games. Yeah. Just to, just to throw that out there, everybody. But on the flip side, I'm all, I'm sitting all – I'm sitting Watford forwards, Dini or Igalu. Igalu is probably the one you guys – is more widely owned. It's hard to own Dini now. Yeah. You know what? He's basically – stepped into he's accepted the role of being the secondary guy because he's a, he's the captain of the team yeah and and he's a good he, he's he's gonna get goals he's gonna get assists he's just not gonna be the 20 28 guy that we thought was coming in from the championship side so i'm sitting deni and agala this week unfortunately for a lot of people if you own agala this week this week or in your roster and a lot of you still do you, you're probably pretty much stuck with him 11 percent of you own him it's probably going to stick that way because you're basically your forward move this week is getting rid of Aguero. But unfortunately it's not a bad option to have, mm. but next week you might have to look at a different option. Yeah. Uh, through the midfield, I'm sitting uh, Everton midfielders, especially Ross Barkley. I, I, I don't, I don't think that man, I think they're going to get shut down by man United. I think they're just United's going to come out and play a scheme to stop Barkley specifically because uh, Barkley's, Dribble-to-pass ratio is really good. I, I don't have the stat in front of me. I looked it up the other day, and I didn't write it down. So I apologize to everyone listening, giving me the finger. <laughs> Whatever. Sit Ross Barkley. United's going to do well. Yeah.
1: Don't sell him, though. There are, no. I do realize he's in a tough run of matches. Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal. But then he gets Norwich, Sunderland, West Ham. None of which you're really as concerned about.
0: Yeah. Ever, Everton's schedule is very lumpy. It's like, oh, uh, there's two, three good ones here, then three bad ones in a row. And But definitely don't... You're probably, if you own Ross Barkley, you're probably going to play him this week. I just wouldn't expect to have the effectiveness that he's, you're, you, you might be wanting. Him. Yeah, exactly. And for defense, you know what? I'm, I'm being a homer here and I'm going to say sit the Villa defenders. I know it's stupid and nobody really owns them, but Chelsea at home is still Chelsea at home. Mourinho's not going to be there. Who knows? Maybe they might do well. Maybe they'll actually start players in defense that know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, so Jordan Amave, owners, he's the most widely owned. Mm -hmm. He's probably a sit for me.
1: Leading the league in both uh, intercepted passes and
0: tackles one. Well, he'll do well against Chelsea with that, I'm sure about that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. All right, uh, that is all super good advice. Uh, on to our teams, I don't know what to do with my life. Yes, yeah. I just told you all of the injuries I'm dealing with, and yet Pedro is the player I want to swap out the most. I have five injured players, and I I'm really, in the same exact. I really I want to get Pedro out of there. I I am in a couple of Spurs leagues that don't allow Arsenal players, but from a professional standpoint, it's shameful that I don't have Alexis Sanchez in a team. Um, yeah. I just think it's time to kind of hop on that train. Mm-hmm. A lot of other midfielders, just as good. I could drop Toure, get somebody in, drop AU, get somebody in. Like a De Bruyne, you mentioned earlier as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just kind of frozen. I know Gomes and Vardy aren't good enough. I only have Pedro Payet and Mahrez healthy in my midfield. I only have Darmian and Target, who I still didn't have time to get rid of because I used my
0: transfer last week elsewhere it's not good. <laughs> this is this yeah, not you, a good week. To, uh, to, be, to be honest to be honest, Kev, just here in your team, I, I think you probably have to, to bring in a defenseman. I know I, I say not to I do know, it.
1: just so I have a valid thing. Unless I do like the all out attack,
0: but I don't we, have enough midfielders or strikers. Yeah, I, I think I think you're probably your best bet is to to transfer out target, bring in a defenseman that you know is gonna be playing and somebody that you want to roster for several weeks. Yeah. Like I know. Like, a, gonna, Craig Dawson. like a Craig Dawson. <laughs> Ad oh. This is the Craig Dawson podcast. By the way, welcome
1: back to the Craig Dawson Hour.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> sponsored
1: I mean, by Pan Panfield.
0: <laughs> <Pan-fuel>. <laughs> but yeah, and Craig Dawson's mom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you you from just the way you're you're talking, you have way too many injuries, especially in the back end, to roll with just two defenders and not get anything valid out of it. Yeah,
1: it's super fingers
0: crossed on Kolarov and AU getting the start. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is, run, run me down your team officially.
1: Okay, all in all, uh, Myhill and McCarthy at the back. Because I have used on my transfers, but I'm just starting Myhill every week. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's just going to get you points and saves and such. Uh, more in other leagues, though. Uh, Kolarov, Darmian, who I'm not a huge fan of anymore. Joe Gomez, who doesn't have a starting 11 spot and now might be out for the year. Joel Ward, who has been 75% chance to return the last three weeks. Matty Target, who doesn't have a job anymore. Pedro, who's been awful. Toure, who's hurt. Payet and Mahrez are good. Ayu who's a little hurt and hasn't been that great the last couple of weeks. Aguero, who I held on to one last week last week, got the five goals, now he's hurt. Gomis, who hasn't scored in the last three. And Jamie Vardy, who's kind of good. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gone bad. It's gone bad really fast. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I really think you got to you you should just do a straight swap: Joe Gomez for Craig Dawson, and yeah, that, that would probably. be your. And I, you do, can I do I do have one point
1: one in the bank as well, and, that and then would be I'll your, have
0: all healthy starters. You know, I would actually not. You know, you're probably better off taking the minus four, getting Agüero, holding that money, bringing in Dawson, having a, a legitimate team, bringing in Pella up top, Pella. Vardy and Gomes with three midfielders, and if you can scratch out a fourth defender that might actually play, yeah, yeah, might, if Conwell gets
1: the start, it'd be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. so that that would be my advice to you, telling you as a friend because we're not really <laughs> friends, we hate each other. Everybody listening, we actually—it's all a each other. fraud. Yeah, it's it's like Batman and Robin, but behind the scenes stuff where we actually talk or stuff it's like about each other. Really abusive, yeah, it's not. Yeah, a good, completely. Not a good you know, we, sw- we slander everybody to TMZ. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the similar boat, but I can actually form up an entire team. Oh, you know what? <laughs> On a side note, you know how I always say that I own Cedric? Yeah. I, I actually own Papa Suarez, by the way.
1: I love Papa Suarez. I really do. I'm not sure if the fantasy stats are there to really back it up. But yeah. uh, as a player, he's somebody that should be better than he is.
0: What well, In real life, he's a very good player. Yeah. In fantasy, he's just not. So – I've been saying that I've owned Cedric Suarez this entire time, but I actually own Pape Suarez. Yeah. Okay. So I got my Hill McCarthy in the goal. Same as you across the back. I got Suarez, Collar Davis, Darmian, Ashley Williams. Not awful. I can form a team from that. I'm not going to shoot myself and I don't need to make a a move on defense. Okay. Through the midfield, I have Coutinho, Sanchez, Payette, Mares, and the, the dread pirate Pedro. (laughs) Um, up front, Aguero, Agalu, and Vardy. Uh, you know, I've already actually made my made my transfer for this week because I was late bringing getting Will Callum Wilson out because I needed to make a move through the midfield first. Uh-huh. So I brought in Vardy before he went up again the Monday after the games. So I already used my transfer to bring Vardy in. Mm. So I'm probably going to have to take a minus four because. I need a midfielder because Pedro is garbage and Coutinho is a question mark. I can't roll with just with with just four if I don't have Agüero up top. That's just not yeah. gonna not how it's gonna work for me. Yeah. Um, so whether I bring bring out Agüero and pocket the money, I may do that. I I probably won't. I may sit on Agüero, but then I risk losing because he's gonna drop probably point one of the day after the games, and then probably point one the day before the games. Um, so I could roll with that and have another free transfer next week to get him out and only risk losing .1. But I I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to do something really stupid the day of, and I'll probably bring in Charlie Adam, because like, be, he's going to be hungover as hell on Friday morning. I'm like, oh, he looks good. I remember that 50-yard goal he scored. <laughs> he'll do it again. He'll do it again, but he's going to do it backwards this time. What? But, yeah, so I, I'm probably just going to – just make one move. I don't know what it's going to be. So suspense is killing me. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh
1: any other things you just want to mention before we head out of here?
0: Uh you know, we 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 touched on all the injuries, you know, just get a good grasp on your roster this week, find out find guys that are actually going to play. I know it's easy to say find guys who play when we only have one transport or two at most. Yeah. But make of everybody's in the same situation here don't don't look at your team and be like oh my god eh, i'm in so much trouble because there's a good percentage of you are in the same exact boat and yeah. everybody this is probably gonna almost be, everyone has three plus injuries to deal with a- absolutely they at least everybody has two let's put it that way they at least have two yeah so look at it this way everybody's in the same boat patience there's 29 weeks to go you're 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 not going to win the race today. It's going to be tomorrow. And don't worry about taking a minus four because if there's three weeks to go, I said this before. But if, if there's three weeks to go and you're minus forty, would be would minus thirty six actually change your your standpoint on your team? Because oh, I took that minus four in week nine. No, it's not going to. So do yourself a favor, get a competitive team, take the minus four, put put guys across the midfield that that's going to get you points out of a decent matchup or somebody that you want to gamble on that isn't owned and nobody above you is going to own. That's my best piece of advice for this week.
1: All right. And with that we are out of time. So do you have anything you want to plug or tell people where to reach you?
0: Uh no. As always, um at soccer.rasball.com and on Twitter I'm at smokey underscore lugie. That's L O O G Y. And I'm always here talking to Kevin. Yep. Be-
1: <laughs> just just having a having just- having a fun. Having, having a having a blast. Doing it, doing it a blast. Having a fun. Um. Yeah. I didn't uh,
0: mention. Are you drinking on anything tonight? I'm drinking um peach Snapple. Oh, nice. With a little Jameson in it, because I can't. Ah, drink, I can't. You. I can't not drink. I need something with a little, little pizzazz. <laughs> a little in kick it.
1: to it. Yeah. The reason that kind of slipped my mind, and I was kind of off today, is I cut my hand <laughs> real good yesterday, so I'm on painkillers, so no
0: alcohol for me. But. And, Thank okay. God I'm not on painkillers because I would be drinking more. <laughs> That's not medically recommended. So <laughs> I, I didn't say drinking. What?
1: We're, we're not liable for anything, any lawsuits or anything like that at all. <laughs> we um, don't condone this for children. No, not we don't condone this podcast for children. No, absolutely um, zero. Zero <laughs> percent of our listener population should be under the age of twelve.
0: And, and um, we do, and we do actually want to send a thank you to all the actual listeners that are actually listening to this. There, there, are, there are a good number of you and we appreciate you guys listening to us. And yeah. if you ever want to reach out to us, Kevin's going to tell you where to get us and himself because he's got a long laundry list of things.
1: <laughs> it's true. Uh, so yeah, I'm on Twitter at Kevroff. We are currently working on trying to get our own uh, pod feed slash Twitter thing going, but we'll keep you updated to that. Uh, if you're looking for my writing, I, you can find me over at blog.playtalga.com talking about Tottenham, Sunderland, and Crystal Palace. Uh, if you are looking for uh, price points and players that drop in and out, which we kind of talked a little bit about today, I have an article that goes up on Fridays over on TheEaglesBeak.com, host of the EPL Roundtable, goes up Mondays and Fridays, and host of this uh, along with Rob, which comes out Thursday mornings. So, yeah, we are out of time, and it was an absolute pleasure again, and we'll be back next week, hopefully with actual drinks and actual fantasy advice. And less Craig Dawson. <laughs> Completely less Craig Dawson. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. See you next week. Peace.